0: We're back, the Whiskey Hue, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, tech, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that type. Talking sports, e-games, cannabis, blockchain, all the things to make the cash without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey.
1: America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. <laughs> we three brothers, various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups Mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I'm happy to be talking to you guys today. I've been social distancing for far too long. Actually, (laughs) kind of broke it a little bit yesterday. Went to a uh, five-year-old birthday party where everyone was Six feet apart. We drove by, honked the horn, hopped out, waved, and, <laughs> and kept it going. But you know, we're social distancing, uh, which is how we're doing this episode today. Um, you know, we we wanted to get some content out to everyone, and wanted to make sure we were continuing to pro- provide the whiskey hue perspective uh, on this week. So, what's up, fellas? How's it been going? <laughs>
1: It's been okay. great, man. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's cool. We all paused. We didn't know. <laughs> We're-
0: I don't like you guys don't talk I, to me
2: I, 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 it's good with me man I, you two are the ones with the kids man. so I gotta I don't, I don't have to teach anybody wake up do my oh, exercises man. eat my breakfast go get a coffee oh man oh man
0: love, love
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. listen I ain't gotta teach anybody besides myself i teach my own AG's living
1: place. the life man <laughs> web classes on my own <laughs> I think AG's he's future man he's got like nine kids <laughs> but he takes care of himself, care of himself. <laughs> <laughs> he'll just send a check he's nine checks check. every month <laughs> <laughs> he's like look man I do my hit training in the morning,
0: all right? <laughs> What's your cash? He'd be like, "What's your cash app?" Oh <laughs> man! Oh
1: yeah! Man. Uh, yeah oh, it's no. good to see you guys, though. It's good yeah. to see you on screen, though. At least, yeah, absolutely.
0: Good to see you, and you know, thanks for sending us the recommendation, Anthony, about the whiskey we're going to be drinking. So definitely have Boom. some had some time to go out to the liquor store. Uh, I went on Sunday. I <laughs> went on, went on Sunday actually. <laughs> Scooped that up, got prepared, because I knew it was so important to make sure I had my whiskey on tap for today. So, you know, getting ready to record this episode, so I'm going to crack the bottle soon. But why don't you introduce it to the listeners today and give them a little high-level overview of the whiskey that we're going to be sipping on. Uh, it's actually a fan favorite of mine, but go ahead, take over.
2: Oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's just like putting me on the spot for the alcohol right the past couple of episodes. <laughs> but it's all right. Basil Hayden's <laughs> Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Is what we're doing today. Okay, uh, and and it's funny because you know I I, I poured some, and it, it's it's a lighter taste for me. Um, I you know as we you've heard in earlier episodes, me and this little going back and forth. because I like the stuff that punches you in the gut. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that, like like I keep on going back with uh, my 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 other whiskey, but uh, this one's definitely a little lighter. Uh, it's uh, smoother, and I think it's definitely uh, needed. Um, and, and for today's episode, because if I'd have had something stronger, I probably wouldn't be able to record right now but uh, yeah. but yeah B- uh, basil Haydens And actually so i just just from my from my perspective it, and letting everybody know it was a recommendation from another friend of mine. my other friend who who we probably might try to get on here as a guest he's like a whiskey connoisseur um and bourbon and all, all the all the things so he has a couple of basil Haydens, I know a, a full... He, he, I wish we could record it. He still has a bottle right in front of
0: him.
1: Yep, <laughs> drinking it right now.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. And actually, it was much needed because Anthony had this last episode on oh, that uh, limited edition that was an arm and a leg. So we yeah. had oh, yeah. we had we had to get our stimulus money back and uh, <laughs> and, had, and had to re up the account. So you know, thanks Anthony. But uh, we, we we came back down to normal levels. That limited edition, our 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 was it our bag black.
2: Arba black yes.
0: There you go. Sure. We, had, we had we had to get back to reality over here. You know, you know. Next That's week, it. next week gonna be uh, Johnny Walker Red Label. So we. Can- <laughs> 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 I can, I can, I can, but no, no, no. Talking oh about, man, yeah, you know. Talking, right, listen, like, as
2: I talk, as I talk, too much man, we might need that man as a sponsor one
0: day. I, that's true. Just, that's true. Just make sure, it's oh, black, yeah. black or blue, or maybe even green, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know, as we as we think about that and talking about blowing money fast on uh, whiskey, we want to get get into our uh, topic of the day is. Uh, how, how I title it, what the fuck is SoftBank doing? <laughs> uh, Wait, was
1: that Clyde or Anthony? He's that one, man. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know.
2: Clyde needs to put that. Clyde, Clyde's was stressed out with the kids, man. So. He's <laughs> 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 oh,
0: like, gla-
2: like three glasses in already.
0: <laughs> oh, man. It, oh, man. It's, it's, it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, SoftBank, what, what are they doing? Um, once was on the rocket ship. Everybody's fan favorite. Want to spend some time just talking about that, and we all know from our probably the very first episode how much Athul loves them, uh, how much he's a fan. You know, garbage. I'm no, just kidding. Uh, no, just kidding. So, so we want to just take some time and, and, and dive into SoftBank. So you know, I'll let you kicking off, Athul. Why
1: don't we set it up? It's a two-tier play, right? Okay. So SoftBank, it's a it's a hundred billion dollar investment company. So a they're their own investment company, which is publicly traded. So you can buy it on the Japanese stock exchange, and then number two, the other piece is the part that we hear about all the time: their investments that they make, in companies that they make investments in. So to be cool with them, they've had some hits, right? Like Alibaba, they have a thirty percent stake in Alibaba. Thirty percent. Sprint. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, so they bought that at they bought in at thirty-two bill. It's worth four x one hundred twenty bill now. So that's a win. That's hmm. a hard, hard win. That's great. Yeah. Sprint. You know, Sprint, they owned 80%, 85% of that company before the merger. Now they own 24% of T-Mobile after the merger. So that uh-huh. that's a win. You know, when those prices will come back up because they, they'll be definitely a, a nice player. Okay, they so got some misses, notes. though. They miss more than Shaq at a free throw line, baby. <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, more misses than, uh, you know, like Larry King, man. He's been married like eight times, man. You got to get your house right at some point, right? <laughs> so, you know, the ones that we hear about, WeWork, work, Uber. Slack. Oh Slack uh not Slack. Oyo. Oh, um, you know, these are companies that they're a part of. They'll rectify the situation soon, but that these are, you know, the ones that we're hearing about a lot.
0: And just so I can pull it back the curtain a little bit, for those of us, you know, because sometimes we have listeners who are not that knowledgeable about why they should even care about Softbank. Um, because Softbank is a company that pretty much are investing in all of the major tech companies that you're a part of, or they've influenced other venture capital funds who've invested in other tech companies that you use on a daily basis that you care about, whether from the standpoint of, you know, giving two or three X what a company really needs to, uh, to grow their business <laughs> um, to other companies trying to compete in this space. But, you know, we just wanted to pull it back the curtain a little bit and make sure that you understood that SoftBank is a conglomerate, pretty much driving the venture capital market across the across the world. Um, and they kicked it off with what was it? Their first hundred billion dollar fund is um, it's kind of how, how they made their big waves. It was the, yeah, the, I mean, the Vision Fund, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, Vision Fund. They're about to set up a second one, which okay. is going to be uh, pulled back, uh, pushed back for a bit. Uh, so there's some good and bad with this company, right? Uh, we'll we'll talk. About, we'll go through it all, um, and then we'll get into the granular, like the WeWorks of the world, right? And how they played. There, So the good, they have an argument. Like we talked about Alibaba, Sprint, um, the, you know, they've invested in companies and typically, you know, you want to buy when companies are cheap and sell when they're expensive. These cats are kind of forced to do the opposite right now. We'll get into that in a moment. One thing they have done that just came out in the last week was recent approval of Yahoo Japan mm. to merge with the messaging app Line Corp uh, to create Japan's largest online service company. And that'll happen later this year. So they, it It was finalized, agreed upon by shareholders last week, and then it's going to be fully executed by, you know, September, October or something like that. So then that'll allow them to compete properly with the U.S. and Chinese tech giants, right? Um, Right now, they're trying to do an $18 billion share buyback. So how are they getting this cash in hand on this first $100 billion fund? They're – they're going to sell off assets that they have com- – they have shares in companies like the WeWorks so of the Uber. Who, we don't know where they're going to share their sales from, but a lot of the shares in some of their companies, they're going to sell those off at like around $41 billion. Wow. Take some losses, bring that cash in-house, and buy 18 – use 18 billion of that to buy their own shares back. And when, As soon as they announced that last week or two weeks ago, their shares popped about two and a half, three percent 3%, which is – that's good. Uh, you know, I think – so what does that mean, Right. It means that they believe more in the value of their own soft bank publicly traded stock versus the companies that they invest invested in long term. Right. Mm. Um, If you want to jump in, then I'll tell you another bad thing. I could tell you a bad around here, though. So real quickly, (laughs) the bad thing is it's kind of like they're in a margin call situation. So when they were asking for more money from banks or creditors, they were actually putting up shares. Of the companies, you know, like the the startups that they're investing in, they're putting up those shares that they own as collateral to get new money. So now that those are diluted and they want more cash, it's a shitty situation. They're gonna <laughs> get them at a huh? No, it's bad. Laughing. It's bad. So they're gonna get them back, and who knows what those banks or creditors own? We we're gonna find that out in the coming months because that'll get released. But they're gonna they're gonna have to give up shares in the company just to get the money back, and it, it's it's gonna be really shitty for them.
0: <laughs> so will that dilute? the company's value uh so for example absolutely. you know absolutely looking at one of their investments is um let's say for example i mean we going to shit but let's say sprint right <laughs> let's say sprint put it bluntly yeah let's say, let's say let's say their their equity in the sprint t-mobile deal uh because they're giving up shares is that going to dilute meaning make it a lower value
1: So here's what we have to – we don't know. We don't know if they put those shares up, the WeWork shares, Alibaba shares. We don't know. As soon as that information comes out, those are the companies that will get directly impacted. Uh, Now, overall, SoftBank, the investment fund – remember, there's two tiers. The the, the investment fund itself, they're going to be more solvent because they're going to have cash on hand. Mm. They're going to have to have gotten rid of a bunch of crap. So I think they're going to have – this is probably signaling that with the investment fund, Vision One fund, they're probably – there's an ideological shift in their investment thesis. So they yeah. might not go and hey, you need like we talked about in first two, three episodes whatever. Hey, you need ten million? I'm gonna give you two hundred billion. <laughs> they're not gonna do that <laughs> shit anymore. Maybe they're gonna shift that model up yeah. and have a different thesis. That's what that's what it looks like.
0: So does that mean like the industry overall, make course correct?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm a, definitely. But here's the thing: it's all gonna hit the fan when everything else is hitting the fan. So it might get kind of masked in that, right? Oh, uh, okay. Just, uh, so that that's what we won't know. You know, so, but yeah, everything's hitting the fan right now. It's just the worst time for them to try to get their, you know, this fire sale right now. So somebody else is going to get on tap with these cats and buy them at a discount, heavy mm. discount.
0: Okay. No, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then, you know, thinking about some of the hits, um, you know, I, I the first time I actually learned about SoftBank was when I learned how, how they invested in Title. Um, mm-hmm. Jay Z got some of the SoftBank money. I think he got around 200 million, um, which gave it, it it gave title evaluation of like six hundred million, so Jay Z pretty much got some of that soft bank money as well uh, when he did the partnership with Sprint. So uh, that's how I learned about that first. And I've been keeping a close eye on it. So this is gonna be very interesting to see because uh, most recently, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but um, they they're predicting that like fifteen percent, excuse me, fifteen of their companies in the $100 billion dollar Vision Fund will go bankrupt. Uh, Is that true? I, I can imagine. Yeah, I can it, was imagine. Just, it was just it was an article I read, and uh, you know that's kind of the wow. the predictions that you know, fifteen of those companies will go uh, go bankrupt, and that's coming directly from uh, what? How do you say it? Ma, Masayoshi Son. Uh Masha Son. Yeah. Masayoshi. Yeah. yeah, and that's yeah. and that's fifteen. That's fifteen out of the eighty eight in the fund. So. Yeah, that's not that's so, not I mean, so, insignificant. No. Go ahead, Anthony. Go ahead. Andy. No, no, so, not to get off
2: course on it, but when this, with that, with what Clyde brought up, wouldn't this bring out uh, a new way of how startups should approach their whole business, mm. right? And and is this <laughs> is this going to alter how startups grow their whole growth model and how they really grow in the sense of uh, they have to have some kind of revenue, some real revenue, a real good strong revenue model that actually. Brings in money and it's not all borrowed money at this point.
1: So yeah, the hope is that right. So you, we're going to hope there's a. I think it's going to be a temporary mind shift. This is, this is like these are all cycles, right? So yeah. SoftBank's not the only one that was over investing to pump up growth and scale. I mean, a lot of them were doing it, but SoftBank's just a clear cut because we were involved with a lot of these companies. We knew about them, Uber, you know, and we work. We've heard of all these things. We've done done things with them. So yes and no to answer your question, AG And yeah, we'll so. Venture funds for the foreseeable six, eight months, 12 months will be a little bit more strict and they'll want baller companies to invest in. They want to see the right metrics instead of hype and grow hype. You know, they're not going to try to listen to your hype and then try to hype you up even more with some more money. They're not going to do that right now. But guaranteed, we do this every time. As soon as things get hot again, a couple years on the road, whatever it is, we're going to start overdoing it again. And because it's the fear of missing out, right? You want to get in. Uh, you'll see one cat doing it and one group doing it and then another group will start doing it and it's going to drive it up again then we'll have another one of these crashes at some point. So that's how this whole, (laughs) we never learn, but then we always learn. We'll figure this shit out. That's what (laughs) it is. You know, it is what it is. But for the time being, so here's the thing. One good thing is, yes, you're going to be more, you're going to need to be a more solvent startup to get investment money. But A, A, B, that also means you're going to have to, you have a better chance of being a successful startup. And if you can be successful in this climate, Dude, you got a head. You got a huge head start on any other company because your competitors are kind of washed right now. Yeah, that's what's happened.
0: And it actually reminds me of the time during the recession, um, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, where well, a lot of the companies who are pretty much unicorns today, or were unicorns last two three years, a lot of them were created during the two thousand eight, two thousand nine recession. So, yeah. um, I recently read how Mark Cuban was saying that there's going to be you know five to six great companies created during this time yeah Um, absolutely so it goes to your point and then
1: just to echo everything you just said so right now the current market now there's a flight to quality just to kind of capstone that entire statement we just made you know people they're going to sell off assets that aren't great and get into quality stocks or quality companies right so that's where people are going to head that's what's going to happen you know they have a lot of debt on hand (laughs) so you know they have you know we talked about the hundred billion dollar fund i think they're Total the valuations, which are, as we know, "quote unquote" air quotes, they're mysterious, but it's around 250 billion, let's say, of all the companies that they have shares in. Mm. But they have around 45, 50 billion of debt right now, so one fifth of it. So that's it's a lot. But then there's companies like, you know, so they're that's a what is it like roughly um, their debt ratio right now is in the 2.2 something, 2.5 range, let's say, debt to equity. Apple's at 2.17.
0: Mm, okay. Right?
1: Toll Brothers re- real estate 1.06, so half that. That's not saying, but these are Apple and Toll Brothers are very different examples, reputable brands that have established concrete models that make sense. SoftBank is kind of a in between there. Some work, some don't. So we got to figure all that out. Oh, serious. So cool.
0: look, look <laughs> yeah, hey, look, that's a lot to take in. Let me take a sip real fast. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> get that basil. Hey, all right, all right, basil. Let me, let me get, let me get, let me get a little quick second. We,
1: we got to mess with this WeWork thing, though, man. We got to mess with it a little bit.
0: All right, well give That's it, a, give cool. it to me, give it to me. All right, I know so, that. So
1: right, so uh, so I feel ca- the the cats that worked at WeWork. So let's say the employees, the regular, the regular cat, right? The regular Joe, whatever. Yep first 2019 IPO never happened right Ooh. so they were thinking oh i'm going to make millions in that windfall okay so that didn't happen right so softbank at that time stepped in with another 10 billion so i think they're into they're into we work in particular for like roughly 15 16 billion maybe 14 something like that yeah. right there so at 80% of the company right second last week just last week softbank they had made a promissory note to buy repurchase 3 billion dollars in stock from current shareholders so about Ten percent of that was going to go to former and former or current employees, right? The regular cat working there. Majority of that was going to go to five investors. Our co-founder, Adam Newman, keeps winning. Right. And the VC bank VC fund um, benchmark. But Adam Newman now is no longer a billionaire because they pulled back that deal and they cited like, you know, a whole bunch of things, like the SEC is looking into WeWork practices and all that. So they basically use that as an excuse to get out.
0: Oh, wow. Right? So he's not getting the money? Yeah. He's not getting the money? He, no, fell
1: off, so that- he fell off the billionaire's list, didn't he? Exactly. Wow. So- oh, boy.
0: Wow. He's like, he, he only got like 700 million, man. Poor cat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's he going to do? Frozen food? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and the, the, you know the cool things. look what he did, though. Look what he did. Like He never did anything illegal. It's immoral, some of the shit, but it's. But then he was greenlit by, let's just say the head of J.P. Morgan. I'm not gonna say the name, but you know <laughs> these guys backed him, right? I mean, these guys. That's how banks roll. They they gave him all the covenants to be safe, and no matter how this whole thing played out, mm. so he's actually a genius, Adam Newman, from what he got away with.
0: Immoral, <laughs> yeah, but genius. Okay, evil, <laughs> e- evil genius. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's. I mean, that's crazy to hear. And then you know, now that I think about it. Yeah, because when I first heard that he was still getting his, I think it was like what one point eight or no, what, one point two like billion. That. Yeah. After they were laying off employees and the company was going to shit, I was like, "How yeah. was, this, is, this is amazing! How how do how does <laughs> how, how that, that happen?" He didn't need a ski mask or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah i mean you know that's the soft bank bet right so you know when it was good it was good and not as bad we work is going to shit i actually 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 used to love WeWork experience um mm-hmm. the business model made sense i think it's just a rapid growth and uh some of the uh investments that they took didn't pay out um even thinking about meetup like they purchased meetup uh, meetup. Oh, meet meet they, they purchased oh. meetup.com back in the day, uh, let's say 18, 17, or 18, and they end up selling it for pennies on a dollar recently, uh, just to get out of it. Um, wow, so you know, just bad bets. We work to other companies that they were working with, so
1: they're in fanatics. We we all love sports, they're in the, they don't that's the U.S. you know, online retailer for sports, uh, uh material, you know. Yeah, they own they're all over that. Twenty two percent of that oh, they wow. own the Chinese Facebook, Renren Ren, for about half. You know, forty three percent of that, okay. Didi, the Chinese, the Chinese Uber, basically yeah. Uber of China. Yep. You know, so they've got some decent things. They also got a you know fifty percent stake in Uber. Let's see, because you know things like WeWork, all these things. Who wants to be close to someone else working right now? That's not going to be good. You know, in this COVID environment. So, you know, what you know, one thing that's going to be happening, that we'll get out of this. So yeah. one thing that's going to happen for them, and I want our listeners to know too, our family is credit creditors are now going to see hey this COVID environment is really impacting we work type of companies hard right so they're going to hopefully get some assistance say maybe some Drawdowns from the what they owe, or maybe give them more time to pay back because nobody's going in there. So they they still hold all those long term leases on those big buildings, yeah. And the you know small startups are like, well, I'm month to month, I'm out, <laughs> you know, I can't be there anyway. <laughs>
0: back it's, back to the garage,
1: so, <laughs> exactly. So I think the creditors will probably come through in some in some fashion to help them out a bit to get through this. But yeah, otherwise it's it's jacked.
0: Wow. <laughs> it's not a good situation. Okay, okay, okay. But well, yeah, that's something that we're going to continue to watch. Um, and you know, never, never know when there's going to be a play on the investment side. So I just say watch it as well because their their stock, it actually their stock isn't doing that bad if you look at the stock ticker. Um, you know, SoftBank. Yeah, SoftBank stock specifically. Yep. Uh, so you know, you know, there's always a, a, a good and a bad side of everything. So uh, the
1: SoftBank stock, Japanese exchange, it's gonna it's gonna be do well I think moving forward. They're like you know like mid 30s, you know, up front yeah. You know, around now they're up from you know March 20th. It was 20 mid 20s. Now they're back down to like January 2019, just because everything you know, prize prices right now, just because everything going on. But
0: go ahead, man. No, move no, us no. on. Move us on. No, that's <laughs> shut was- me down. <laughs> <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Uh, but but no 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 that was a good conversation and one that you know I think about uh, where we at today, especially you know now that we are doing this remote uh, interview and kind of how the world has just changed. And probably early on, I think the world can kind of t- kind of say they took a big sigh of release thanks to D-Nice and Club Quarantine. Oh, uh, nice. So, you know, I remember we were texting back and forth. We was like, yo, he's about to go on. And then I was like, all right, cool. And I was like, oh, I'm two hours late. He was like, oh, he's just getting started. He got eight more hours to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it was it was like a joy of relief and to, to, to see Club Quarantine. But... Got yeah, got us to thinking on the whiskey hill. Got kind of what else is out there? How is social media impacting uh, the coronavirus and COVID nineteen, and how people are adjusting their lives to the new norm? You know, I will have to admit that last night I was watching a Twitch um, Def Jam Def Jam uh, uh, telethon on Twitch with Cedric the Entertainer interviewing people.
1: And it was I, on Twitch. Uh, yeah, uh, I didn't know it was on Twitch. You
0: yeah. gotta share this info, man. Keep uh, this intel in house. It, it was like last minute. It literally, it was like I couldn't get Netflix to work for some reason. Gotcha. And somebody texted me like, "Yo, they're having a deaf comedy jam thing." I was like, "I was expecting comedy," but he was just on there interviewing people. But nice. you know, content is content is at a, is at a premium right now. But it, it gets me thinking about you know what social media is doing to the industry. Um, how they're making a big impact. The whole split screen, Instagram live conversations has been amazing. Uh, thinking about interviews from uh, not interviews but just battles. I mean, I don't know if you guys, if you guys, uh, Swiss Beats, Swiss Beats and Timberland. I then heard he went, about it. Then you and went
1: Scott Scott Storch versus somebody Manny this...
0: Fresh, who he, <laughs> who, he, who he who he crushed because Manny <laughs> Fresh was playing like the local local legend hits and and uh, Scott Storch was, was playing like. Of all time hits, yeah. that, You know, <laughs> Steel Dre while, you know, Manny Fresh is playing back that thing up, but you know, oh. <laughs> back,
2: back, look, back that ass up was a was a college favorite of mine. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, a, it's a hit. It's a hit. It's a hit. It but, you a know, hit. It, it was a it was a great so party good. party song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> back sure down memory sure. lanes, You'd be like, son, sit down. Let me tell you a story about back this ass up. <laughs> 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 anyway, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah I digress. I digress. <laughs> uh but no no no. Just looking at all the all the innovation that's going on with the social media space, uh whether it's uh companies hopping on board doing webinars and on Zoom or Instagram live webinars, um just wanted to kind of get you guys perspective on you know what you've been seeing out there, what you're what you're liking, what you're not liking, uh and then most importantly, like what's the play? Like is there a monetization? So thinking about how we're going to figure out ways to monetize the um, social media play around the business, you know, we want to talk about the topic today and dive in deep. Uh, what are you seeing out there and uh, what's, what's what's catching your eye?
2: Well, right now, everybody's just doing <laughs> it until, <laughs> until now and everybody's doing like an IG live. Yeah. Um, but... You know, I, I think everybody's just doing it for free out, out of the love, right? Everybody wants to draw a connection. And I think that's some stuff that I've been reading yeah. um, from an advertising side that everybody's going for – it's almost like building the brand equity right now.
0: Yeah, Instead absolutely. of asking
2: for money, you are building the brand equity. But I think, you know, Facebook, Facebook with well, Instagram, they're just sitting there watching, like seeing the popularity of this and seeing how the numbers are. And they're going to sit there and wait until – Things start to do better in the economy and in the world. You right. get past this, and they're going to go. You know, here's an opportunity. Right. We're going to start charging MFers to get access <laughs> to a special concert or a special session right. where they could like like I've, I the first time D Nice did it what was like two weeks ago now. Yeah. yeah, two or three weeks ago, and he had almost a hundred thousand people on there. Yeah, and the
0: next day you know, he did it, and I think he got like a hundred and
2: sixty thousand. Yeah, like. Like that's, but how many? How many? Like people were saying that. How can I? I will never be able to get to sit here and party with Michelle Obama.
0: (laughs) Oh, Michelle Obama.
1: Yeah,
2: right. I was would, I would see Joe Biden or whoever's running for president if it was like a year later doing a fundraiser through IG Live.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's oh, that's brilliant. Didn't think of that one.
2: Why would you? If if Instagram and these guys can lock the rooms, right? And you can lock the rooms. I think I don't know. I. But it, and, and you have paid access. It's just it's just a matter of time, and the big boys like the Amazon, Facebook, and Google's of the world are positioned perfectly for this.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then thinking about that because I think when D-Nice did his third one, it was in partnership with Michelle Obama and her so and her uh, Let's Get Out to Vote campaign. Yeah. So I don't uh, know if he did it for free, but he definitely uh, built some. Some uh, social equity, if not some uh, monetary equity, as yeah, a, as you know, part he,
2: of. he he did a partnership, like he did something with um, Bel Air Bel Air Clothing, whatever.
0: Okay. Where he has like he has like yeah. two
2: hoodies on there that he was advertising on 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 his new set. I think it was on Saturday. I was like, this taking guy, the, not,
0: the, not, the, I, no low no hanging his, fruit his right there. His followers
1: went up like ten x too, right? Yeah, yeah. And so he's got branding opportunities out the wazoo after this, man. Because people people like outside of us, they're you know this generation probably didn't know like the younger cats in their 20s. They probably didn't know a lot of his stuff, right? They're so like, oh, who, this who, this dude's kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> right? Exactly,
0: exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah so. But, you know, thinking about that, thinking about brands who are doing some things, I think, uh, Thule, you sent around an article. So talk about the article you sent around about uh, your, your Uncle Snoop.
1: Yeah, so it's kind of cool. So Levi's, you know, they have the 501 jeans. I think that they're their original jeans. So every every night, they started this a few weeks ago. with Snoop, the legendary Snoop. Yeah. And at 501... Every night, every weeknight, they're going to pump out a new artist. So they started with Snoop. They've had a several others, and they're going to continue doing that for a while. It's just a dope marketing mechanism, right? Get you around something that's an original brand point in their in their wheelhouse and get a celebrity that's hot, and let's pump it
0: out. I love it. Yeah, I love it, too, because, you know, you think about these marketing budgets and how the, the budgets have dried up. Uh, a lot yeah. of these agencies have pulled their money back. A lot of these brands have pulled their money back, and they're trying to figure out ways to – not only get, get brand equity like you guys mentioned before, but then how do you get in front of people to make sure that your brand stays relevant? Um, and one of the biggest ways, and I, and I go back and look at the data around uh, kind of app downloads worldwide since in this last quarter, um, I, I think we can all guess at number one, uh, TikTok. Uh, that's, oh, one, yeah. that's one that's going crazy. Um, yeah and and one that's kind of coming up fast and Anthony, you know, I'll give you credit for this because I was like, what? House, oh, yeah. house party? What is that? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, in March alone, they grew 735 times over the last week. Um wow. so, I mean, 7, yeah, 7 735x uh over the last week in March. So, you know, people are catching on. They're looking yeah. for ways to access uh looking at the top 10 of Uh, downloads worldwide in the last quarter was you know TikTok, but whatsapp right you know people are looking to connect with people uh who they don't have access to facebook instagram uh we talked about instagram live but uh facebook messenger that's that's the top five um and you can see a common theme there is that facebook (laughs) the top three out of five (laughs) the top three out of five (laughs) so they're controlling the game so they're definitely probably advertising dollars going there um People are really looking at the ad space, looking at ways to make money, and then you're thinking about the others are likey, which I've never heard of. Uh, Snapchat, share it, Netflix, of course, and Spotify. So um, those are the top five, top ten of the downloads of worldwide of over the last quarter of since we've been in this pandemic. So uh, well, it's,
2: it's I think what people have to remember. So that's the platform side of it, right? Yep. And I think right, yeah, it, it becomes how how do the brands. Make sure they stay out, stay relevant. And and you've seen it. We've seen the commercials with State Farm, Hyundai. It's a Hyundai. Hyundai. I never get to pronounce. I never pronounce it correctly.
0: I'm from Michigan. We'll never buy what it. Did you said was wrong, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never buy out. it. I don't know. GM 4 <laughs> tough. You know.
2: <laughs> Anheuser Busch. Right. They're all focusing on saying we're here for you, right? And yeah. uh, and and that's how they they stay relevant and 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 keep this keep their keep that keep their brand out there itself. Right, uh, but the other platforms, like those guys, are the ones who are making the money, man. Like, yeah, like every every the, the publishers, I don't know what they're doing right now. The, these websites, they, you know, the the Merediths of the world, you know, right. Essence, all these guys, like how they're making their money right now because ad dollars are getting pulled. They were already figuring out their model year over year, and the constant change and the pull that they're
0: losing from to the Facebooks of the world. But it was yeah, interesting. and a lot of those yeah, companies I mean, in that space really depended on events live events for that's bigger than revenue spaces so you know that takes us back to the social media and getting people to having virtual um virtual events whether it's you know having a speaker come on and just kind of do a large live speaking event or or parties going back to the whole dj battles uh so you know that i think you know people are just they're just gonna have to get innovative in this time
1: you know, a couple of lo- like something. So the influencer marketing stemming to an even smaller level, right? So those paid trips, photo shoots, live events, none mm-hmm. of that. What? No one, no one's messed with that now. So other opportunities that are there, I think us three should do this too, is we can start can online courses are going to start ramping up yeah. in your niche, right? Yeah. So if you can offer some value to someone and then as soon as dollars start floating back, they're like, hey, this guy has built an audience during this time, this group, this female, whatever it is. And people trust them. They trust them. Let's get behind them. And I I think us three should look at that. I think we have enough to bring to the table on that. Reddit popularized that whole ask me anything play, right? Yep. Uh, I think that has a larger play across platforms, right? So provide valuable insights, build trust, earn brand equity. Boom, let's get some D-Nice
0: money at the end of this. (laughs) Right, right, right. Right? (laughs) Well, well, at least a free sweatshirt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Twenty nine ninety nine
0: sweatshirt. Gotcha. There you go. <laughs> no, but no. I think it, it's, it's been an amazing time. It's something we're going to continue to watch. But like you know, like I mentioned during the last episode, some great brands will be born, and they're going to have exponential growth uh, during this time. The ones that can take advantage of building that brand equity, um, building user trust, like you mentioned, and continue to continue to keep the party going post pandemic. Uh, hopefully, whenever it's over sooner than later stay 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 safe people
2: okay yeah. stay
0: stay stay safe and stay six feet away yeah. <laughs> but no 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 i mean this is something great and definitely for us to watch and one thing i want to before we close out um you know dive into shit we should know um yeah um you know i'll go first uh nice i'm, pre- I'm prepared this week and it's, <laughs> it's kind of similar to my last uh one but it's to the next level. Last, last time, last episode I talked about LinkedIn learning. Um but you know, this week I want to talk about masterclass. Kind of in the same oh. kind of in the same vein, but one where um uh, it's a business that's exploding right now specifically yeah. because it's having experts or celebrities giving masterclasses on their industries. So if you think about um um fashion design and 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 a winter or, or if it's uh um cooking and it's uh uh what's the what's the famous chef um uh what's his name guy Fiori i think is, is oh is, yeah is, yeah he's is, one is, yeah. is one so you know there's a d- bunch of different avenues and it goes a little bit deeper than just kind of like your professional world which they also have public speaking and business which, which is taught by bob Iger from disney um, but it kind of gives you that perspective, but you know it just kind of gives you like your personal life as well. So, cooking, public speaking, um, just being more confident, and fashion—anything uh, you want. I would recommend checking out MasterClass. Um, it's on
1: sale now too. Yeah. It's like I think it's like buy one get two. My brother sent that the other day. I'm like, oh, that's something to look into. Yeah, so look, yeah, Check yeah. it out.
0: Take advantage of that time. You know, once you get the kids to sleep, or give them some, give them some, uh, give them an uh, iPad to get get a, get them out of your hair for a little bit. Yeah, check out check out the master class.
2: got yeah, one AG? Oh, is it my turn now? I guess. <laughs> Outside of my great recommendations of whiskey. Um, <laughs> no, I, I like I I think I'm gonna use these next couple uh shit you should know while we're while we're recording from separate locations to kind of make sure people are aware of uh, our COVID nineteen situation here. That I think if you're in a position, if we're in a position to uh, we're a good financial position that we should make sure we are donating to our local food banks Okay, uh, right now. Um, and, you know, for us in Jersey, I know there's a big huge one in Hillside, New Jersey, um, but, or there's local, you know, religious institutions that could be close to you that you could donate because what this, what this quick hit of I'm not saying this quick hit is over, um, but this recession that we're running into is showing how, food and solvent we are if that's the proper term um, and, and that a lot of people are living check to check and that we need to make sure we can help each other out and that's sometimes just with food um, yeah. and if you want to I'm donating this week uh, to the American, uh, that, not the Red Cross yet yeah, the Red Cross, blood. if you're in a position to, you know if you can, if you're not afraid to go outside <laughs> uh, donate what you can
1: All right. it's a PSA, I like it. I, like it I like it all right, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get a content piece. Uh, so we're deep. We're, I think we're headed deep into a recession, good or bad, whatever you want to flip that out. So you know it is what it is. In the famous words of our beloved rapper Ice Cube: "This recession is deep, so deep. Put your ass to sleep. So and like his like his flow style, right? It's going to be a slowish ass recovery, right? It's going to be like an L curve, in my opinion. I know we're dumping a lot. We put two trillion into the market in the U.S." I think it's probably going to take six to eight trillion more to get us on back on track, depending on how this thing plays out. After a and tax cut, after we had a <laughs> tax cut. Now. So no, we just know that on the flip side of this, and I think so. People should get understand how these things work and how they play off each other. For now, six months from now, a year from now, a great book is by Ray Dalio, billionaire founder oh, wow. of investment group okay. Bridgewater Associates. Uh, he has a book called "It's Titled Principles." Uh, he also has an app with text and video from that, you know, so you can find it on your your phones whatever it is. It's great. And my buddy David runs his media film fund, so they're doing a lot in that space too. But coming out of the market, current market scenario, it'll be good for new investors to a learn from some of the best. And experienced investors can also learn to kind of revisit the fundamentals. There's many great historic investors. My suggestion is learn from them all, extract what makes sense for you, and develop your own kind of personal investment philosophy. That's it. All
0: right. Well, this has been a great episode and, you know, we're going to close out by touching on Basil Hayden, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. And I will say that it has been delicious. Uh, Thanks for the recommendation and gave me a little something to look forward to during this conversation. So um, what are you guys tasting? Uh, Give a give a give a brief overview of what you've been tasting throughout with this Basil Hayden. Well, oh, you guys tell. Me. I, I gave my recommendations earlier.
1: So but, here it is. Hey. I'll tell you what it is. I, it, it's per- I love it. It's smooth, right? So here's the thing. So <laughs> if you're a whiskey, Scotch connoisseur, if you want to break into bourbons, this is a perfect way to segue in. Because my buddy is a big bourbon guy. He said you should try Basil Hayden, and it's a relatively decent price point, forty bucks roughly. And he said it's smooth, kind of what I like. And it, but it's it's sweetish a little bit. It has a little sweet caramel flavor or something in there. Uh, it's a nice way to segue in and then bring bourbon into your palette library
0: yeah absolutely how you and, like that absolutely look, look. Yes, someone, yes, somebody, yes. someone need to pay you for that yes, <laughs> yes. but no, no no i think that's great and, you know I, I i like to talk about the flavors a little bit but i i taste a little like you know spice a little hint of peppermint um and it's and it's and it's like a, on the drier side but still clean so uh i can really appreciate this one and one that you know i'm definitely adding to the to the personal bar yeah well it's deep
1: Jazz Sleet,
0: in
1: the
0: '90s, baby. There you go, there you go, and, and that's it. Another episode of the Whiskey Who Check us out on all platforms. Don't forget to rate us, give us a rating, leave a comment on all the platforms, Apple, Whiskey Spotify, here. and check us out on thewhiskeyhue.com Thanks again. See you next time. Peace. Peace.